Welcome to my series, Loving Me, Body Image, Episode 4. The trip came, and then the auditions for the professional ballet company, PECT, the Performing Arts Council of the Transvaal. I was accepted as an aspirant dancer, which is where one joins the company in a learnership type position. Fortunately, I was accepted permanently into the company within a few months, so mum was very pleased about that. My dad wasn't too happy about me choosing dancing as a career and wanted me to go to varsity to study a BCom finance. He also wanted me to redo my maths as my matric results for maths weren't great. My mum, however, won the day and off I went to live in a women's boarding home in Johannesburg just across from the company's studios. This was based in a not-so-great section of Johannesburg City, where it was quite dirty, with many buildings in dilapidated states, and there were a lot of beggars and homeless people around. I really didn't feel very safe walking around after it got dark, so generally in the evenings would ensconce myself in my little room and be lonely quite honestly. The company building, Queen's Hall, was beautiful, also a bit run down, but had lovely pressed iron ceilings with big hanging lights, not quite chandeliers, but they were exquisite. And the studio floors were lovely, good bars, a few mirrors, and had the ambience of an artsy place that one expects when entering into a dance company. The people were quite friendly, and it was great to be dancing with people whom I'd watched performing on stage since I was a child. People like Faye Daniels, who was my absolute idol. She was just as beautiful in real life as she was on the stage. Malcolm Byrne, Ever the Gentleman. Maxine Dennis, Egardo Hartley, Arlene Duter, and Jasmine Grace, to name but a few. They were all very down to earth except one prima ballerina whose name I prefer not to mention. I very quickly learnt, however, from watching someone who had been a close friend. Remember that friend that I said I would speak more about? I realised that climbing the ladder had far more to do with who you know and what you're willing to do, besides your ability on the dance floor. I was horrified. I came from a very principled and very protected background and was so surprised to see what was happening within the company. I was still very young and naive and had led an extremely protected life, always busy with my dancing, so had had virtually no social life and had not been exposed to anything like this before. Looking back, I suppose it really wasn't so out there, but for me, This was completely foreign and I felt completely out of my depth. I also had no one to talk to about what was happening. I made a new friend though, and although I occasionally went home over weekends to to see my family, I really missed having my mum to talk to. We were allowed to speak once a week, each Monday evening, but the time went so quickly As I said before, this was before the age of mobile phones or any special calling plans. So our time on the phone was limited due to the cost involved 
and my dad didn't like my mum being on the phone for too long. Besides, there were certain things I just couldn't talk to her about. She would have been so shocked and disappointed to hear so much of what I was being exposed to. When we had theatre performances, we had some of the afternoons off, and it was then that I started wandering around town to try and keep myself occupied so that I didn't feel lonely. That was when I discovered Dick's Fudge in a department store called Greatermans. They had so many different flavours, and it was different to the fudge my mum used to make for school cake and candy. Almost a mixture between fudge and toffee. They had rum and raisin, buttermilk, caramel, and a very light-coloured one. I can't quite recall the name. I think it might have been vanilla. Initially, I bought just a few small squares, but soon it became my go-to place when I was feeling down. It was close to the bank I needed to go to when I needed to withdraw money. Remember, that was also before the days of internet banking. And for me to do my rent payment, I had to go to the bank. So it was a good excuse for me to be in the vicinity and just pop in to get a few more squares. It was also around that time that I remember walking past the Carlton Centre in Johannesburg. And this absolute cloak of darkness that came over me. I just thought I was miserable. But many, many years later, I discovered what it actually was. Something that was also quite strange was, even though I was dancing for a professional company, I was actually dancing less than I had been when I was at school. There I'd been doing at least three hours of strenuous classwork each day, and then rehearsals for at least an extra hour or two daily. Suddenly my weight started going up due to the extra sweet treats that I'd been having and the lack of exercise. My body also started changing. This was due to the testosterone levels being reduced due to the decreased exercise. At that stage though, that factor didn't click. It wasn't too bad initially, but about a year later, the weight gain was clearly visible. The ballet mistress that I had at school was a point of ballet mistress at Pact, and I expected to be treated in the same way that I'd been treated at school, with the utmost respect. And although she'd been quite tough on me at school, she did praise me quite a bit as well, and I really did feel special to her. I was, after all, and had been for five years, her star pupil. My goodness, how wrong I was. I could do absolutely nothing right in her eyes. How I missed our previous executive directors, Lee Godfrey and Denise Schultz. Although they were tough, they were fair and friendly. Now that this other lady was in the top position, I seemed to be persona non grata. In other words, seemed far too lowly for her to talk to. It hurt, and I wasn't sure whether it was something I had done wrong or what the reason was for it. I blamed myself and continued to push harder and harder to try and impress her. 
Part of our curriculum annually was to regularly go on school tours to showcase ballet to the students around the country in the hope of attracting them to the industry and traveling for theater performances to the Free State, KwaZulu-Natal, in those days Durban, and across the Transvaal, dancing in the main cities. This was always an exciting time as we got to stay in decent hotels, eat out at lovely restaurants, and just have loads of fun being a boisterous group out all together. On our Bloemfontein leg, mid-1979, I was paired with a dancer by the name of Kathy. I'll withhold her surname. Who, when I mentioned to her that I should stop eating otherwise I would start having problems with getting rolls due to my weight gain, she responded to me, giving me what she clearly believed to be words of wisdom. Or was it possibly sabotage? I'll never know. She nonchalantly stated that there was a simple solution to my problem. Take laxatives to get rid of what you eat, leaving you free to eat whatever you want and never get fat. Simple solution. Wow, I thought to myself, why hadn't someone told me this before? It's so kind of her to let me know. Here I was starting to stress when there was an easy solution all the time. I literally could have my cake and eat it. She explained to me clearly which ones were best on the market, depending on what effect I wanted, whether I wanted something reasonably gentle to start with, all the way through to the strongest available ones on the market. I went out that same day to buy some and started with a supposedly very gentle vegetable laxative which according to her and the pamphlet inside the box was natural so nothing to worry about and so my journey to hell began let's leave it there and we'll follow in podcast episode 5